Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 99. And this week we're gonna be talking about are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer? So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so before we get into the topic of this week, which is are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer, I wanted to share my frugal tip of the week, which I always do on any Monday episodes, which are not specifically a frugal topic, just to kind of keep some aspect of frugality um, in each episode. So my frugal tip for this week is just basically sharing with you um, one of my favorite money-saving phone apps, which is Ibotta. Um, They're not a sponsor or anything. I'm not getting paid for this. (laughs) Um, But I just thought it might be something good to share if any of you um, haven't used it or might be interested in using it. Um, So pretty much I've had the Ibotta app for quite a while and I've only kind of used it here and there. But then I saw someone on a YouTube um, video sharing some tips on how she used it. And I actually wound up getting quite a bit of money back um, by using it in this way. So I found that Walmart um, basically seems to have like the most offers with Ibotta and has the most things actually available in the store. So um, for example, if you go into Ibotta and you go to Walmart and you, it'll show you like all the offers they have. If you sort by, um, I think it's best value and you kind of scroll through, a lot of times you'll see things that'll say like free after offer. So basically what happens is you add that to your Walmart list in the app you go to Walmart, purchase that item, and then you scan your receipt when you're done. And it will give you the exact amount of money back into your Ibotta app that you paid for that item. So for example, they had like this low-fat ice cream on sale um, for like that for that free offer. Uh, it was like $4. I went into Walmart. It was across the street from where I was grocery shopping anyway. Went in there, got the ice cream, like added it to my um, app, bought it, scanned the receipt, got $4 back into my Ibotta app. So using it in that way, I've got quite a few things like within the last few months, just kind of, if I'm not doing anything, I'll just kind of take a look and see if there's any offers in there that I might want to get. Or they do have buy one, get one free. They have a lot of other offers too that are pretty good. Um, But I was kind of more trying to see like how many of the free offers I could get. So um, I, I thought it was kind of fun to use in that way and try it, maybe try out some things I wouldn't have norm, normally maybe purchased. Um, the only thing is though, you do have to accumulate $20 in the app to cash out. So if you don't think that you're gonna use it often enough to be able to cash out and get that money back, it might not be worth it for you. So just throwing that out there. Um, another thing that um, I like about the app is that you can use Pay with Ibotta. And so you're not purchasing anything you know that it's not like you're purchasing like for an offer that they have on a certain thing it's just if you're gonna if you're shopping at any of the stores that use that offer the pay with Ibotta feature you get money back on that purchase like for example um, Lowe's has it uh, Bath and Body Works has it uh, IHOP you can use it Um, I don't know there's a lot of stores 
but if you, um, like for example, I recently had a big purchase at Bath and Body Works, and if you pay with the Pay With Ibotta app, you get 3% back of your purchase. So it's, it's pretty good, I mean, it adds up. Um, depending on the store, it's a different percentage. Like all of these different stores have a different percentage that they offer back. But if you're not very good with using the phone, like technical-wise, or you get like kind of frustrated with using that, you might not want to do that because how you have to do it is that when you get to the checkout, you go into Pay With Ibotta and you choose the store that you're at and you click like Pay With Ibotta. Like say if you're at Bath & Body Works, you'd go into the app, you type in Pay With, uh, you type in Bath & Body Works, it would come up, you'd click Pay With Ibotta. And once the cashier tells you the amount of your total, you then type in that total to your app and you click purchase gift card and it basically kind of purchases like a gift card so that you can then show it to the cashier, they scan that barcode and then that's how it pays for your purchase. So like if you get like a little anxious with like waiting for the, you know, like say if the um, phone connection isn't that great in the store and maybe you have to wait a little bit for it to like load up, that's happened to me before, it's usually pretty quick but just, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with doing things like that, it might not be for you either. But anyway, so that's that. Just wanted to share that with you as my frugal tip of the week. So anyway, back into the actual topic for this week, which is, are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer? So I'm currently reading the book, The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. And in the book, one of the concepts that she talks about, it's not like the basis of the book. It's just a very small um, aspect of it, but I just found it super interesting. And it's this concept of being either an overbuyer or an underbuyer, and how being either one of those to an extreme can cause stress in your life. So I thought it was really interesting, and I thought it would be a fun topic for an episode. So that's where I got this idea from. So are, what is an underbuyer? So an underbuyer is someone who buys as little as possible and usually waits until the last minute when things are needed before they'll buy them. Um, they'll worry that they might waste money or time buying and storing things that they don't need. Um, they might wait until a very cold day to go buy themselves a winter coat even though they knew they needed a new one. And we all know that when it's cold outside and you go into the store, there are no winter coats. <laughs> it's spring clothes by then. <laughs> you can never buy things for the season in the season, it seems like. Um, so those things can cause stress to an underbuyer because they're kind of waiting until it might be too late to buy the things. Um, they might wait until there's one roll of toilet paper left before they go buy more. They might buy gas $10 at a time instead of just filling up the car, um, thinking it's a frugal decision because they're spending less. Um, but I do have to say on that, although I don't think I'm an underbuyer, I have actually done that before. If I knew I had overspent um, somewhere else, within my budget for the week and I didn't want to come in under budget, I have bought like a lower amount of gas just to keep my spending low for the week. So I thought that was kind of funny um, that that was like a, one of the um, examples that I had found on, you know, an underbuyer. Um, they also don't stock up on items when they're on sale. Even if it's something that they use like every single week, they'll just still only kind of buy just what they're going to need to get by and then purchase more once they're about to run out or they do run out. So underbuyers um, often feel stressed because they don't have the things they need when they need them. 
um, and they often run out last minute to grab things that they need instead of just having it on hand and uh, you know being able to buy it whenever they're free. They might have to like be like, oh my gosh, I have to run out tonight, or if they run, run, have to run out first thing in the morning instead of just kind of getting it whenever they were going to make their next shopping trip or whatever. So an overbuyer is someone who buys an excess of items to stock up on uh, the things that they'll need and sometimes even the things that they might need someday but not necessarily need now or might not know if they ever will need it. Um, they might buy 10 cans of soup because it's on sale and then end up throwing several away in the future because they expired and now they can't be used. Um, they might buy an item because they think it would make a great gift for someone, but they don't actually have anyone in particular in mind who that might be a great gift for. Uh, they're motivated by worrying that they might run out of something and not have it when they need it. So overbuyers feel stress because they often don't have enough storage space for everything they've bought or they can't find what they have. I totally understand um, that aspect of not having enough storage space. This is a minor example, but I have felt that stress, um, for example, if I bought too many snacks or too much cereal, um, then what will fit in my cabinets uh, when I come home from grocery shopping and then I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I going to put this? Why did I get so much? And you know, I, I totally understand what they mean by feeling that stress. So um, generally, I feel like I lean naturally more towards being an overbuyer. I don't think I'm on the extreme end of this at all, but I definitely do like to know that if we run out of, say, shampoo, that we have more in the closet. Um, I always have like one more of things, like laundry detergent, coffee, dishwasher detergent, plastic baggies, plastic wrap, aluminum foil, like things like that. I always have a one backup. I don't have like an excessive amount stored, but I always have at least one backup so that I know if we use up the one we have, there's always one more. And then as soon as I grab that one more, I put it on my list to buy another one. Um, and I actually kind of started doing that. I don't even think I was recognizing why I was doing that, but that was kind of more for budgeting purposes because I could then kind of buy them as I had funds available in each week. And I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I need to buy all these things right now. And maybe I didn't have enough budgeted for that week. So that was kind of like how that happened where I always had like that one backup available. But um, it's funny because I was recently getting stressed out because I realized I didn't have a backup of aluminum foil. And it wasn't something that, um, you know, I just needed it, needed a backup and I hadn't purchased it yet. It was like, it occurred to me that like, oh my gosh, I never even bought a backup of aluminum foil and I've had like, I had like this big one that I bought at uh, BJ's or whatever. So it lasted like forever. It's still actually in there, but it, I could tell it was starting to get low. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I have a backup for this in the basement. Um, I need to make sure I get this right away because I use aluminum foil um, often when I cook in the oven. Um, but it's funny if you think about it, because it's like, well, what would really happen if I ran out one day of aluminum foil? Like, it's not like the world was going to come to an end, but I had like this stress about like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if I run out? I don't know. I might have to run out to Wawa real quick and buy a small amount if I really needed it for that night's dinner. Um, but so I, I totally get what they're saying about like that stress that it can cause you. Even like 
we recently went camping and approaching the trip, I was constantly stressing about like if I had gotten enough snacks, did I get enough drinks, did I get enough food for our meals? Um, I mean, once we got there, it's not like we were in the middle of nowhere. We could have easily driven to a food store and picked up something that we needed, but I still had that like worry that like I wasn't gonna have enough of what we needed. So, um, you know, and I think that um, as I got more into budgeting, I shifted more towards the middle, um, away from um, the overbuyer, maybe more towards the middle of over and underbuyer, because I could see that by um, stocking up on things to get the best deal often caused me to go over budget. So I kind of feel like I'm moving more towards the middle, um, but I definitely still have those stress tendencies of worrying that I don't have a backup of what we'll need. Um, yeah, so like as I mentioned earlier, I've really started to see how much stress it causes me when I get home from the grocery store and I realize I bought more of something than will fit in my cabinets, like I was saying with the cereal or with the um, snacks. So one thing I started to do for that is just to have a reminder on my phone the day I'm gonna go grocery shopping to check to see what snacks, pasta, and milk we have on hand before I go to the store. Because my kids like to make pasta just for like a, a quick lunch or something like that if they're home. They're, they're teenagers so they can cook um, for themselves. Um, or sometimes they'll make it for like a late night snack, whatever. So, um, so snacks, pasta, milk, I kind of always need to have those on hand. And what would happen is I would often get to the store and I'd be like, oh no, I forgot to check to see if we needed milk or pasta or snacks. So I'd buy more because I'd worry that we weren't gonna have enough, and then I'd get home and find out that we had plenty, and now I had this excess, especially if it was milk, I'd be stressing that it wasn't gonna get used up in time, and if it was snacks, it wouldn't fit in the cabinet because we already had enough snacks, and then it was just like, oh my gosh, where am I gonna put this stuff? There's no space, um, that kind of thing. So by adding that reminder to make sure I check it before I leave, it's kind of helped eliminate some of that stress because I'm like, okay, we have plenty of snacks. I'm not going to buy any this week. Or, you know, we have enough milk. If we wind up running out, we can run out to Wawa and pick up. That's like a store by where we live. Some of you might not know what Wawa is. Um, but anyway, we can run out and uh, it's like a convenience store. We can run out and pick up some milk if we need it. It's not going to cause an emergency. Um, so it just kind of it was a little thing that could help alleviate some of that stress, which I never really recognized until recently that it was causing me that stress. So where do you think you fall? Are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer? And, and if you're one or the other, can you kind of think of things because of those tendencies that are causing you stress? If you recognize them, then you can maybe make little changes to kind of alleviate some of that stress. So... That's it for today. I just thought it was really interesting to kind of think about about yourself um, because I always think that the more of these little stressors that you can find or recognize in yourself, you can take steps to um, make changes to eliminate some of that stress. So just think about it. Um, the book, I'm halfway through it. I haven't finished reading it yet, but I really like the book a lot. But this was just one thing that she happened to mention that I thought was, was really interesting and might kind of... Um, you know, be interesting to some people who haven't ever really thought about that before because I hadn't before either until I read it in the book and I was like, oh wow, that's really kind of interesting. So anyway, like I said, that's it for today. Um, if you have any comments or you'd like to reach out to me for any reason, episode suggestions, 
um, or you know any type of uh, feedback, you can message me through Facebook at um, facebook.com slash Lola's Frugal Life. We also have a private listeners group if you're interested in joining it. You can go there. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Lola's Frugal Life and submit a request to join. I check it usually once a day, so you'll get approved pretty quickly. Um, also, if you like this show, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you're feeling up to it, um, it would be really appreciated if you would leave me a review. It's supposed to really help with um, having the show come up in more searches. And uh, it's just really super exciting when I get a review. Uh, I mentioned in the last couple episodes that um, someone recently left me a five-star review on um, the uh, Apple, what is it called, po- on uh, Apple Podcast, And... Um, I was like super, super excited. It was very nice review and I was really excited to see it. So it definitely makes my day when I see those nice reviews. And you don't have to write anything either. If you, if you like the show, you could just leave a star review, not a star, hopefully five stars, but you don't have to write anything. You can literally just click the number of stars and submit the review. It's super easy, at least on, on the um, Apple Podcast app. It is. I'm not totally sure about other apps. But anyway, so that's it. I hope you have a really awesome day and thank you so much for listening.